Hey guys, today we are going to talk about something that a lot of people either ignore, don't understand, run away from, and that is mental illness. You are listening to The Perfect Couple Podcast with Kiara Lachey and Kate. <laughs> we are far from perfect, but we Sorry. do give advice on relationships, parenting, love, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So sit back, relax, and check out the podcast. A lot of people don't know how to deal with mental illness um, when it comes to themselves, when it comes to people they love, friends and family, especially in the black community. And I want to talk about that today. Okay. <laughs> so... I have very important people to to me that's in my life, and you too, KP, that's in our lives um, that deal with mental illness, and it and it it sucks because, <clears throat> like I said, a lot of people, you know, growing up it, with mental illness, like if you, as a black kid, it's like your parent could tell you, or I know I grew up with my grandma, and and they don't understand that, you know what I'm saying? Old school. You know, they really don't get it. They'd be like, you know, if you're saying, like, I really don't feel good emotionally, like, I feel crazy, I don't feel right, I, you know, or I feel sad or whatever, they'd be like, go take a nap. <laughs> go take a nap. Go go play outside. Go do something. They didn't, they couldn't deal with that back then. They didn't have time or effort or, you know, their lives were different when they were younger. I just think it was not... I would think it to them it was non-existent. Like, it was not a thing to them. Well, it couldn't be a thing. That's what I'm saying. Who was going to cater to that? What do you mean? Like, as far as what they had to do on a daily basis, who was going to cater to it? Yeah, but even if they could or couldn't cater to it, they didn't understand it, is what I'm saying. Some like People still don't understand it. Yeah, and that's, that's why I want to do this podcast today. Um, kind of just to give people, like, insight on mental illness... Um, and give them maybe some advice on how to support people with mental illness. You know what I mean? And if they have mental illness, how to deal with that as well. So, um, <clears throat> like I said, in the black community, it's very, it's very non-existent, quote unquote. <laughs> but a lot of our people deal with mental illness, like, um, I can't remember that guy's name. I think his name was Jet. It was like that was his show name. I can't remember his real name. I don't remember his real name. But you know who I'm talking about, about, right? He mm -hmm. killed himself um, because he was going through a lot, and, I, and people didn't understand. It was another girl, um, beautiful girl in a in a girl group. I forgot her name as well, but she killed herself as well. A black girl. Um, and a lot of people are like, why are you, you know, why did, why did they do that? They had money, they had fame, they had all this and that. But what people don't realize is that mental illness has no prejudice. Well, there's a lot of people that think money equals happiness. Right. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Um, I have people that I know that deal with it. And it's so sad because it's like no matter how much you try to help them, it's it's always really difficult for them because they feel like, they don't have support. So, you know, I know with my friends, I try to be there as much as I possibly can. And I try to understand and what I mean, not what I mean by that is I do my research on mental, mental illness. I 
you know, watch videos and I listen to other people's thoughts and opinions on it and how they dealt with it and how they support their, you know, friends and family that have mental illness. And, and I just tried my best to, um, be that person that they can come to. You know what I mean? Because like, especially like nowadays too, back in the day, they just didn't understand it. But nowadays I think, I think it's more out there. Like I think it's more, you know, prominent, like people talk about it, but that doesn't mean that people care about it, if that makes sense. So like in this world right now, in this society, we have social media, we have Instagram, you know, all these different things that we're trying to impress people with. And, you know, we showing people, oh, we got you know, these kind of cars, we got this type of house, we got money, we got blah, blah, blah. We don't got time for no so, uh, in mental illness. We don't got time for that. You know, boss up or like suck it up or la, la, la. That's this is the society right now. And it's a shame because, <clears throat> um, you know, people out there need help and they need support. What are your thoughts on, on that? Like, do you, pers- I know you personally know someone, but like, what are your thoughts on it? I feel mm. like... You, I mean, I don't deal with it as much as you, because I try not to. Why? Because it's a lot to deal with someone who has mental illness. Yeah, but that's not their fault. That's not. I never said it was their fault, but it's a lot on the person who's helping them also. It's a lot. It's a lot to go through, especially when you have a family and you have things going on in your life. But see, that's what I'm saying. People turn their backs on people. That doesn't mean I turn my back on them. What I'm saying is none of the people that. I deal with personally, you deal with the mental illness for the people that we know. I don't, for the most part. I try to talk to to them, I try to encourage them, but that's like, that's why I don't have a lot of friends. It's it's extra drama that's coming. I don't, but that's not that, it's not, has nothing to do with whether or not they can help it or not. It's still a lot on the person trying to help them. Yeah, but it's not drama and it's and it's something that you do for people that you love. Like if you care about somebody, no matter what they're going through, um I'm not to like help. if people got drama like, "Oh, I'm about to fight this whole but, but, you know, that's drama." Like that's like, "Okay, no, I can't deal." No, but I the reason why see, <clears throat> I guess you're taking the word drama wrong, not drama as in Oh, my, my boyfriend or my girlfriend doing this, this and that. No, anything added to my life that causes drama. Yeah, but that's the, that's what I'm saying. That's the problem now in society. Everybody's so caught up in what they're doing. And yes, we do have a family, but, you know, people are so caught up in what they're doing that they it's, it is a form of turning your back on people with mental illness because it's too much for people to deal with. And that's why a lot of times people with mental illness say, I'm fine when they're not fine because they don't want to make other people uncomfortable. They don't want to stress well, other people out. It's not that it out. makes me uncomfortable, stresses me out. That This is the reason why I'm saying I don't have a lot of friends. It's one of the reasons because when you have friends, you inherit everything that they're going through. Okay. So I, I don't want to inherit that. I have enough going on. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. To me, that's like... But they have other friends. They have other people. That why do I have to be the one to deal with everyone else's problems? You don't. But people with mental... What I'm saying is people with mental illness, they cannot help it. If somebody has drama, like they bring it upon themselves, that's different. That's totally different. And I'm saying I understand. There's different types of drama. I understand everything that you're saying. So what, what if I had is, mental illness? How would totally you deal with it? I'm married to you. Okay, but how, how... It depends how, on what I have to do. Whether it's getting you a therapist, whether it's... Whatever whatever you need, I'll be willing to do. That'd be different. I married you. 
but I don't have to have 50 friends with 10 of them who have mental illness and then I have to deal with all 10 of them. Yeah, well. I don't have to do that. No, you don't, but I feel like I feel like you're uh, like majority of people, they don't want to deal with people with depression or mental illness because it's taxing on their energy, which I get. I understand because it can be a lot, um, but it's just sad because the people with those issues, that's they, they feel that times 10. They feel like I can't talk to anybody because I'm a burden on them. I'm, you know, too much to deal with. I'm unworthy. I'm this, I'm that. And it's because people are like, I don't got time for that. You know what I mean? Or like, why can't you just be happy? Or why can't you just like, you know, not have the drama or why? And it's not something that they can help. You know what I mean? Um, I would say if people don't, I I would say this, if you don't understand what mental illness is, I will kind of explain a little bit of it. Um, at least my experience with it, with the people that I care about, um, people could be sad and, and that's just mental illness and depression kind of go hand in hand, not really, but with what I'm, with what I'm saying, what I've experienced, um, you know, you could be sad and there's nothing that can make you happy. There's nothing that you can do that would, you know, brighten up your day. It doesn't matter how hard somebody tries. It's just something in you that won't let you, it won't allow you to be happy, um, or like you take things, what people say, and you twist them in your head and you, you know, you look at yourself as a burden. You look at yourself as, you know, not worthy. You look at yourself as um, just not someone that people want to be around because you're depressed or because you have mental illness. You know, um, I would say this, too. If you if you are dealing with that or if you know someone who's dealing with that, I would say, you know, uh counseling and therapy is very, very helpful. If you go to the right therapist, if you go to the wrong therapist, I'm not really sure about that. But if you go to the right therapist, somebody that understands uh, depression and mental illness and not just giving you pills and, and telling you to be some kind of zombie to feel better, not saying that all medication is bad, but a lot of times I feel like people, you know, doctors, uh, therapists, um, they get, they get paid according to how much medicine they give out. I found this out. I didn't know this. Did you know that? Mm, they get bonuses. They get bonuses for how much medicine they give out, which is crazy. So it doesn't really matter if you need it or not. They can prescribe it to you and just be like, cool, I got my, I hit my quota for the month. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I gave like 30 people different types of medicines, antidepressants, blah, blah, blah. I didn't really listen to them. I just heard they said they were depressed. Let me just, you know, prescribe them antidepressants, whether it works or not for them. So... Um, you definitely have to go to a therapist that listens and that understands and that will do anything that they can to help you get through your mental illness and your depression. Um, and if you are someone who's uh, dealing with someone, I wouldn't say dealing with, but you know, someone that are, you, you have a friend or a family member that has mental illness or depression, you know, just try your best to uh, listen and understand where they're coming from and, and try your best to support them. Don't say, you know, these are a few things that you don't say to people with depression or mental illness. You don't say, why can't you just be happy? You don't say, um, get over it. You don't say, uh, why are you always so sad? You know what I mean? Things like that. And I think that again, like I said, it comes from 
ignorance and not ignorance in a in a mean way just ignorance like ignorance not understanding ignorance no but you know some people can take that word and say oh that's mean to say somebody's ignorant but ignorance means you are uneducated about something uh so that's just to me it's just like a form of ignorance when you say that to someone you know um i noticed that like my friend that does have deal with that she says oh i'm fine Oh, I'm okay. Oh, you know, this or that. But like I said, it's just because they don't want to feel like a burden. So please don't make them feel like they're a burden. Don't be like, oh, you always so upset about stuff. You always, la, la, la. You always, you know, don't do that. Especially, like I said, as 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 a black community, you know, we have to stick together and we have to try to help each other out as much as we possibly can. Um and, you know, the saddest thing, too, is like if you're dealing with someone who has mental illness and depression and they don't even know it, they might snap at you. They might, you know, I don't know. It's it's, it's so many things that go into this subject. It's a sensitive subject for people. Very. Plus, American society, well, a lot of societies aren't built to deal with people with mental illness. And there's a lot of people with mental illness that are functional. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people ask, you know, after they have hurt themselves, why did they do this or that? Because they had everything going for them. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that physical things that society thinks is good. People with mental illness don't. It's not money. It's not a relationship. It's not clothes, nothing material. Mm, it's happiness. Because somebody has money or fame or whatever, whatever it is that they value that this person can't be depressed. Right. And you know what else, too? Um, Because someone doesn't look ill. There is no look. Right. But but okay. But like if somebody said, man, I have cancer. It's like, oh, man, I can sympathize with that. That's an illness I'm familiar with. I understand it. I've seen it. You know, I've seen it, you know, online. I've seen, you know, that it's a it's a thing. But like mental illness, you can be, you know, mental illness and depression. You can be beautiful. You can be put well put together. You know, hair always done, nails so a always lot of done. Mentally ill people in Hollywood, so definitely, definitely, you're right. Um, you can be one of the baddest girls out there, one of the flyest dudes out there, but still have issues. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it's hard for, like I said, it's hard for people to see it because it's not something that you can see. It's not something that you can like say, "Dang, you look bad," like you look terrible. Like some people, yeah, they might look bad because they don't feel like getting up in the morning. They don't feel like brushing their teeth doing their hair doing anything to look decent because they feel so terrible but like you got some people they mask their mental uh, their depression with you know uh, makeup and have a career that's why i say some people are functional yeah so they still go out and they do their job and then they come home and they feel terrible yeah yeah sucks i tried to uh I tried to talk to my mom about it because it's something like my mom is a person that's always for the most part, she's always happy, high energy. I am too. I am too. I'm one of those people, but she's the type of person that is like, Hmm, I just don't understand why people can't be happy. Like people go through things all the time and you know, in mental illness and depression, I'm like I said, they're, they're two different things, but to me, they go, they go hand in hand with the experience that the experiences that I've had. And like, it can come from so many different things. It can come from genetics. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it can come trauma. from trauma, yeah, childhood trauma, trauma, any type of trauma, really. Hormonal imbalance. Mm-hmm. Um, it can come from a bad diet. It can come from all kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, so like if, if you're a person that's dealing with that or know someone that's dealing with that, maybe point those things out and, and don't, and uh, don't point those things out as if you know everything (laughs) either, like really try to give them the information as humbly as possible. Some people just don't think they look beautiful, men and women. They just always think that they're unattractive, Mm -hmm. even if they're actually attractive. Yeah. What they see in the mirror is not what you see. Right. What is some advice that you would give to someone that's uh, friends with or family with someone that's dealing with? Take your time. Talk to them. Try to sympathize. You don't have to baby them, but just try to understand and help them get help from a professional. If you can't, if you can't handle it. I mean, I, there's a, a lot of different ways. You can't really point it out. Some people actually know what's wrong with them. They just can't fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so in those cases, maybe those people, you can try to help them fix whatever the issue is as long as it's not, you know, a mental thing or, I mean, not a mental thing, but like a hormonal thing. Because mm-hmm. you can't fix that for somebody. They have to seek some kind of treatment. Um, if it's a trauma-related thing, maybe they need a therapist. You know, if it's just... Some people literally just are depressed or bipolar. And people don't know bipolar is you're basically up and down and you have no control over it. So if they're bipolar, they're going to go through, you know, stints of depression. And if they're going through that stint, you just kind of be there for them and help them get back out of it because they'll come back out. Yeah. If you're a person with um, that has a depression, you know, that deals with depression or there's so many different types of depression, though, right? There's seasonal depression, mm-hmm. which I had um, every year around October because that's when we had um, our miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And so every year I would be so sad. And I didn't understand why around that same time. I, did, I didn't put two and two together until Sabrina was like, my best friend was like, dang, wait, isn't this around the time? And I'm like, you know, yeah, that's why I'm so sad, you know? Um, I would be so, so sad. Like I, I would try to shake it off, but I couldn't. And I didn't know what it was, but then when I figured it out, you know, when I figured it out, it sucked even more, (laughs) it sucked even more. But, um, you know, now that I have Peja and Amari, uh, October is not so bad for me. It's not bad at all for me because I have my two children, but, um, and then mother's day would be very depressing for me. You know, things like that would be, those are, those are the type of things that's seasonal depression. Like, it comes in a season, you know what I'm saying? And it goes, um, then you have chronic depression and then you have, what other type is there? Um, there's bipolar, there's clinical, there's clinical depression. There's all types. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different types. People, people have to understand there's a lot that goes on in the human brain that scientists, therapists, everybody, they don't even understand. So to say that it's something simple, like just be happy. Right. That's just like everybody. I think everybody on the planet has had some type of depression at some time. You know what else, though, I just thought about is that, like, I noticed, too, that, like, the older black people be like, well, just pray about it. And sometimes, I mean, you know, I'm all for um, praying and believing and having faith and 
and things like that. But sometimes it's more than that. Sometimes it takes you going and doing something about it and going to a therapist and going to a doctor and doing everything else that you need to do, including your prayers, (laughs) you know, not just, you know, getting on your knees, praying about it. And that's it. Like sometimes it takes more than that. Sometimes that might be it, but you know, you got to try everything to to figure out what'll work for you or what'll work for the person that, you know, you're trying to help or whatever. Um, But yeah, my, you know, I know my grandma, she would be like, you know, pray about it, pray about it. (laughs) And that's it. It's like, wait, but I need more help. (laughs) And then, you know what else too, that I was, I was reading, um, people, some people do like, some people use marijuana to help them with depression. Miracle drug. A miracle drug. Some people are like totally against marijuana because it's illegal in some places. And then, uh, the can, pl- and those people can, that's a whole nother podcast. But that's, we'll so, do a, we'll definitely like hit, you know, touch like, on. If marijuana is used for all different types of depressions, all different types of mental illness. Yeah. And a lot of people say it helps. So yeah. I don't understand in the States where it's illegal that people would rather them take opioids than marijuana, at least to try it. Right. I'm like, I don't see anybody dying from marijuana other than this whole vape situation right now. Yeah, that's scary. But, but I'm saying like the actual natural. Not, yeah, they're not getting addicted to marijuana like they do with opioids. Yeah. They, they're always willing to throw these antidepressants at people and they make you, they turn you into a zombie. You you lose huge parts of the day while you're taking them. Yeah. It's, but also when you get off of those antidepressants, and I'm, we're not telling, we're not doctors, so we're not saying to do things or to not do them. That's, totally your call um but also i've seen it i've personally seen where after you try to get off of the antidepressants it's worse because opioids are heroin it's like pretty much the same stuff it's like it's addictive it's addicting addictive and and you feel way lower after you try to get off of those it's like you can't get off of them it's like even if you weren't per se, like even if you weren't addicted to it, like oh I gotta have it, I gotta have it, you would still feel like oh I gotta have it, I gotta have it because I feel horrible and now I need to take it, you know. Um, but yeah, so if you if you are on either end of it, like if you do feel like you have a mental illness or if you have depression or if you're dealing with something that is hard for you to explain to other people, you know, please, please go see someone, go see a therapist. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Especially men. Especially men. We can definitely talk about that too. Um, I just, I keep saying black people, I keep saying my community, but that's just because, you know, I'm, this is what I'm in. But I would say to everyone, every race, every ethnicity, everything, everybody, if you're, if you feel like, you know, there's something that is bothering you, if there's something that you're struggling with, if you're struggling to get up in the morning, if you're struggling to smile, if you're struggling to, you know, be happy, if you're crying every day, if, 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 you know, any of those things, if you don't have anyone to talk to in your circle in your immediate circle please find a therapist please find someone that is capable of helping you get through it um and we'll touch we'll, let's talk about what you were just saying like men <clears throat> they feel very um vulnerable they don't like to feel vulnerable so they don't like to talk about what's bothering them they don't like to talk about uh the things that <laughs> 
you know, if they're sad or if they're depressed or they just feel like, oh, I got to suck it up. I'm a man. I got to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Can I mean, you I speak more on that? I my own bout with it. Not, you know, nothing that I needed to go to a doctor for, at least in my eyes. But when I quit playing basketball, when it was official, I went through a little, I call it a basketball depression. Uh, it was about three years. Didn't touch a ball. Kind of just didn't do anything athletically. And I just felt terrible. So it didn't affect my everyday life, but it still affected me greatly. So can you speak more on it, like more specifically, like how it affected you? Well, it just kind of stopped me from doing what I love. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I couldn't function or, you know, I felt like hurting myself or anything like that. It just I don't I don't even know how to describe it. Really, it just I didn't even want to watch basketball. You know, I I watch basketball. As soon as college starts, NBA starts, I'm on it. And then watch basketball for three years. I didn't want anything to do with it. And it had been such a huge part of my life since I was, what, 14? Mm-hmm. So it's like you just took that away. Even though it was my decision to stop playing, it still hit me hard once it was official that I would no longer be com- trying to compete on, on a high level. Mm-hmm. So... That was my, and I mean, I probably felt a little bit of it after my father died, but I had you, so it didn't, it didn't hit me as hard, but it was, I don't know how to, again, I don't know how to describe it because I wasn't like, I wasn't down in the dumps. It just, it just kind of made me think a lot and my thoughts weren't always good, Mm. but it didn't have me in a place where like, it didn't have me like in a dark place. So I wasn't deep in a depression it's just something that affected me but see you had three <laughs> events in a row that happened to you so you had basketball losing basketball then you had losing your father then you had losing a baby right and but luckily i also had good life events during that time too we yeah i married yeah we did. right after a few months after my father actually we tried to get married two months after <laughs> my father died that didn't work yeah that didn't work but you know, it's like even when we lost the little one, that hurt. Bad. But I don't I think that I was just trying to be there for you, so I just kinda of compartmentalized my own feelings. So it didn't it didn't hit me as hard. Initially it did. Initially it hit me hard. It was a huge slap in the face. Yeah. But I think I compartmentalized that just like I compartmentalized my father's passing after about I don't know, about six months after it, just kind of woke up to it and understood it. With the with the little one, it probably took me a little bit longer, but again, I was never in a space where I wasn't functional or I was walking around just, you know, just sad all the time. It's just something that made me think mm-hmm. a lot about a specific subject. Yeah. See, I, I, when, you know, when you lost your father, I wanted to be there for you. Um, but when we lost the baby, I... Totally. Like, I didn't go outside for three months. Right. And it was really hard for me. I was definitely depressed, like, for sure. Um, and another, you know, people that may be depressed, they may push you away because, they, uh, like I said, they don't want to be a burden or, or they're just angry. Like, there's so many different types of ways that people act out when they're depressed. You know, some people are really angry. Some people are really just emotional. Some people are... Um, some people mask it with jokes. Like, there's so many different types of depression, right? Like, uh, what's his name? Robin, 
Williams. Oh, yeah, he used Williams. to mask it with jokes, you know. And I feel like Jim Carrey does it too. I feel like Jim Carrey does it Jim too. Jim Carrey definitely got some things going on. He man. got some things going on. Um, <clears throat> but I know for me, I was distant. I was very yes, you were very distant. Um, I know my best friend. She, you know, you guys. Well, you might not know Sabrina, but my best friend. She found out that we lost the baby, and she called right away and she came over and she was like I'm outside I'm like don't don't like just leave you know I was pushing her away like big time and um excuse me I was pushing everybody away I was like I'm fine I don't need it you know you got the denial depression as well (laughs) um but I was like I don't I'm fine just leave me alone and she was like I'm just gonna sit here on the steps fine you're just gonna sit there then you're gonna sit there all night because I'm not opening the door I was so like hurt but I was mean I was like very pushy you know like very distant like I said um but what was really cool about um Sabrina and my my family and and Kevin of course everybody was there like no matter how much pushback I gave everybody was like there they gave me the biggest hugs a lot of support a lot of like just love and attention and I didn't want attention like that, but you know what I mean? Like, like, let me pay attention to her before she hurt herself or do something crazy or something like that. Cause I was hurting really bad. Like, that's why I said I didn't have time to be depressed. That got compartmentalized. Yeah. But see, that's, that's the thing though. Like people, you can only hold on to something for so long. Like you can depends. only, <laughs> always depends. we got Paige and Amari now, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, but that's true. Even at the time, I had something to do. I had somebody to take care of. So my grief, my pain, got to get pushed to the side. And that's what I did. Not everybody can do that. Yeah. Would you have ever thought about, like, as a as a man, would you have ever thought about going to therapy if you were that depressed? If I was that depressed, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So speak to, to men that may be feeling some type of way but they don't they are ashamed to talk about it or they're you know uh they feel like if they're if they're that depressed go get help because there's people who care about you especially if you have a wife if you have kids they would like you to be here Mm. and no child wants to come home and their parent has hurt themselves when they could have gotten help don't let it get to the point where it's you feel like you need to end it when you can get help at least try that first yeah because like i said your kids they won't understand shoot your spouse probably won't understand family so it's like get help first try everything in your power to get better man i had this friend in san antonio he was very sweet very kind guy uh i always saw him when i went to perform uh downtown san antonio and he was always smiling, always making jokes, always be like, hey, girl, what you doing, girl? You know, he was always that guy. Um, very fashionable, very flashy, very this and that. And he was just really cool, very outgoing. Killed himself. And I was like, what? I was so, I, I didn't understand mental illness or depression or anything at that time. I did not get it. So I was like, what? I just talked to him. He was just saying that we should go out to eat. He was just saying that we should like hang out after after the performance. What happened? What's going on? 
but that's what I mean. But he wrote a letter, and you know, this in this letter it said, even as a gay man, he still felt embarrassed. He didn't feel man manly to talk to his family, you know, and and tell them that he felt horrible on the inside. Like he didn't feel safe. He didn't feel emotionally safe enough to talk to his friends and his family. And that's that's the sad. That's the shame. All I can say is if you know someone who is gay, they are still human. Love them just like you would somebody who like what they do with their personal life. They ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, don't he make was, them feel crazy because they're gay. Yeah. Yeah. He, that's like that's like ridiculous how people treat their own blood that they're supposed to love simply because they're gay. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like yeah. Everybody's a human being. What if gay people treated straight people crazy because they were straight? <laughs> right. It's right. like that doesn't just think about how that sounds. Like say it out loud and you sound stupid saying I don't like someone because they're gay. Right. You sound just as stupid as somebody in the KKK or even a black person that hates white people. Like whatever the case may be, you sound stupid. Mm-hmm. Like that's how a lot of gay people end up killing themselves. It's usually because of family, not even so much society. Their their family doesn't treat them like a human being. They treat them like a thing, like like a disease. Yeah. And it's like And that's basically, you know, what he was going through, you know, in his letter. He was just like, I don't feel I didn't feel emotionally safe with anyone. I didn't feel like I could talk to you you guys and that was his letter to his family. I didn't feel like I could talk to you guys. I didn't feel like you were there to support me, you know, whenever I would mention that I was sad, you guys would just ignore me. You know, talk about that person behind their back. But then when they're gone, all of a sudden is, oh, why did they do that? Why didn't they come to me? Yeah. It's like you only get, you know, you only get so much time to be here. Who got time to hate? Who got time to be mean? Who got time? Like, just take care of your family as best as you can. Because I'm pretty sure there were signs that that was coming. Yeah. Well, see, to to me, I didn't see any. You didn't. Yeah, because I'm not his family, but I and only saw him every him now. Maybe. Yeah, every but now I'm, and then. There's, I doubt there's anybody that just wakes up one morning and just and just commits suicide without any prior signs. Yeah. I'm not saying it it doesn't happen, but more than likely, no. There's signs that it's coming. There's there's a sadness there or a feeling, and family members just dismiss it as, oh, they'll get over it. Oh, or or, or they're looking for attention. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. People that you claim that you love, you're supposed to take care of them regardless of their sexual orientation or, you know, who their they choose to be Their life decisions or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. if you're one of them weird people that have a problem with interracial relationships, stop. Like, those people can go through depression whole, as well. Yeah, I was going to say that's a whole other podcast. It is, but they <laughs> fall into the same category as gay people when it comes to family and being shunned by their family. Well, we can definitely talk about being shunned by your family because of your lifestyle on a whole nother podcast because that's a whole nother situation. But yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. If you, if, like I said, if you're dealing with depression, mental illness, or anything like that, um, please, please, please go see someone. Get please some help from wherever you can. Go get some help. Get help. Men, There's women. Free help, free clinics. There's children. Yes. Listen to your children. children. If your children, man, pay attention to people. Pay attention to their actions. Pay attention to their energy. Know your child. If they're acting out in school, that's usually because something at home isn't right. 
Or they're a class clown. <laughs> but I ain't talking about being a class clown. I, I know mean, what you mean fighting, getting suspended. Yeah. Like being bullied. Pay attention to that. You know what's interesting? It's funny that you say that because around the time for me when I was 14, I, we talked about uh, in our Daddy Issues uh, podcast, um, I talked about, you know, we both talked about like lashing out at 14 basically because we were going through some things at home. And I remember fighting in school. That was around the same age. Yeah. I was fighting in school. Um, I was also getting bullied, but I ain't had no kind of like patience at that point. Like I was very angry and very sad and very. See, that's why we were supposed to be together. I got rid of all the bullies. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that in another podcast too. <laughs> but yeah, like. I was going through a whole lot. So I was I was definitely acting out in school for sure. I was a good kid, but at that age, at 14, I just kind of... That's why I said mine manifested mainly in sports. I was always trying to fight everybody. But nobody ever came to me and be like, Yo, why is this kid like that? Why, like, how could I be so different on and off the court? Nobody True. ever asked me that. Yeah, It literally was night and day. Yeah, If I was the way I was off the court as I was on... I would have I would have been in jail. But see, I was gonna say some people would have just labeled you as a bad kid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If they if they didn't like separate, like if they didn't notice, like wait, this is a good kid off the court. Like he's a really good kid. If you look at if you looked at you on the court, it'd be like you just labeled as a bad kid or another statistic young black man that has an anger problem. Correct. You know, and and that's another thing. Like depression can also. Um, mental illness, depression, all that. Like, oh, we already said that it can show as anger. Oh yeah, without a doubt, it can show as anger. And in in black men, young black men, all black men, in in men, period. But I would definitely say in young black men, you know, they might be going through something, and society sees them as like a threat. Especially and, teenagers. There's already yeah. so much going on as a teenager. You got so many hormones popping off and. Anger is like that, that I guess because it was easy too yeah. Anger is an easy emotion to tap into Definitely Definitely My uncle was going through a lot um, He was very depressed And everybody was just looking at him like Oh he's a bad kid Oh he's like Oh he's a troublemaker But he wasn't He was cr- crying for help really mm-hmm. But nobody paid attention to it They just stuck that label on him They just said you know Whatever he is in the streets He gonna go to prison He gonna do this He gonna do that he was very, he was he is and was very intelligent and very you know um very nurturing very sweet very kind you know but he went through some things and nobody understood and he ended up going the wrong route because anger is the easiest emotion and plus it I think when you're upset when you're mad and you're lashing out I think it it's a relief from the depression I think that's mainly what it is. It's a temporary like reprieve hmm. from feeling sad or feel, whatever it is you're going through. Mm-hmm. Ang- that's why anger comes quick too. Mm-hmm. Anger is like it can be immediate. We could be talking right now and I could just get mad. Yeah. Like right now. Like sadness. I think sadness. It, I think sadness is easier for women. I, I could see that. Because we're emo- more emotional and, beings. And men are more aggressive yeah. beings. Like women are more nurturing. So going into that aggression it's like letting it happen naturally to just be mad. Yeah. And most women, we, you know, we will cry about it. Yeah. Versus... A lot of men, they don't like to cry. It makes them feel vulnerable, which probably puts them in an even worse state. Right. Like me, I don't, I'm not an emotional person 
that makes me feel crazy when I'm emotional. Like, crazy. That's why them kids upstairs, oh, Lord, I don't think I ever cried as much as I have since they've been <laughs> But I hate it every single time. I don't like I don't like feeling like I'm about to cry, much less actually crying. And that's why men don't go to therapy. No. But if I had anger issues, I would I would go to therapy. That's why a lot of men, that's what they have. It's anger issues stemming from some form of mental illness. Yeah. You don't just have anger issues. You're not just angry I'm for mad. no reason. Yeah. Like that's not how it works. Yeah. It comes from somewhere. Yeah. Definitely, definitely seek help. Even if even if you just even if you just think even if you just have an inkling that something is wrong, yeah, just go see somebody. Ask doesn't hurt. Questions. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to it doesn't hurt to seek help. It doesn't hurt to even if you start with your general doctor because you don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, they'll let you know. Okay, you need to go see a therapist. Yeah, don't. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to feel bad about is something that you can do something about and if you don't and it continues to get worse you start to there's a lot of things that can happen to the body because i think it just adds more stress and everybody knows stress is terrible for the human body it's headaches ulcers lupus yeah all kinds of things happen to the body during stressful during continued stress yeah don't hold that stuff in don't take it out on the people around you and the people you love but don't hold it in either you know what i mean people Stop making excuses for people with anger issues. Help them want to go get help. Yeah. What are some things that uh, say somebody can't afford a therapist? Because some of these therapists got free clinics. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, you. I guess you Something have to start with. Yeah, I was gonna say you got to start with what you what you can. I would say too, write in a journal. You know, write your feelings, men and women, children, everybody. Write your feelings out in a journal. Um, get it out. You know, so mm-hmm. it's something that you can can visual like look at. They have online therapists now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can find help. Yeah, at and least the beginning of it. Like your finances might not be right now, but they might be right in six months. But that doesn't mean don't to do wait anything six, for months. six right, months. Right, exactly. And surround yourself surround yourselves with people that support you. Surround yourselves with positivity. You know, like. If you are around drama or negativity, that's only going to feed into that depression and that mental illness. You definitely got to. And try to pay attention to your depression when it starts, how it starts. It might what be a triggers it person yes. that's triggering your yes. depression. Yes. So try to pay attention to that. And if that's the case, you need to cut that person out. What if it's a parent? I don't care who it is. No. What if they're a kid, though? Well, that's a di- kids. When it comes to kids, that's just different because the parent has to actually care. Because kids, they can only do so much. You can go to a teacher. You can go to, you know, your school counselor. But at the end of the day, your parent has to be the one to kind of either pay for your therapy, take you to therapy. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to be involved some kind of way. So if the parent, again, toxic parents are, are the worst for a child. Right. Toxic parents and weird teachers. I mean, a lot of people that's depressed, a lot of people, it comes from their parents. Their parents did something to them. The little saying that I've heard that a parent is a child's first bully. That's pretty much going to be true across the board most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said, there's seasonal depression. There's all kinds of different mm-hmm. types, though. Usually caught, but again, caused by something. It's usually a trigger. Yeah. And we talked about another mental illness, which was um gaslighting. 
We talked about that in another podcast. So make sure to check that out. Uh, that is definitely a form of, <clears throat> excuse me, mental illness. Um, yeah, mental illness comes in so many different forms. So many different forms, you know? So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to talk about this. I hope that we were able to hit on some points that, you know, are helpful to somebody. And yep. yeah. And so, yeah, make sure to check out the rest of our, our podcast and please seek help if you need or be there for the person that needs you. Be patient, be loving, be kind, be gentle with their Don't emotions. Be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Um, don't make them feel like you you're you're bothered by their issues. Don't make them feel like the world doesn't need them. So, with that being said, thank you so much for listening, guys. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram, the perf- at the Perfect Couple Podcast. My personal Instagram is at Kiara Lachey, K E A I R A L A S H A E. What's yours, baby? KP underscore the CEO. And um, check out my YouTube, Superhero Fitness TV, and Kiara Lachey. Um, I got a music channel and a fitness channel. And, and my mixtape coming out. No, it's not. It's not. You I'm know what? Me. I'm going to make you do a mixtape, okay? <laughs> I'm going to force you to do a mixtape. Uh, check out our online gym, uh, Move. It's at ifyoucanmove.com. Check it out. You get a free seven-day trial. We have amazing workouts in there, lots of variety from dance to kettlebell, to cardio, Pilates, yoga, all kinds of stuff. So check it out. Um, and ooh, and my DVDs. I have dance fitness DVDs on teamlache.com. So make sure to check that out as well. And thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Leave a five-star review. Oh, yeah. Leave a review for us. Don't forget. Shout out to the person that left us a one-star. The only person. (laughs) Got to shout them out. (laughs) Don't shout them out. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.